0: What the fucking
1: knife? What the fucking knife? What the fuck? Shut up! Hey, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Sorry, I just stretched in the middle of my own intro. Uh. God. Anyway, welcome to another episode of the What's That Noise podcast, a podcast where I sit down with a buddy of mine, or if I can't find anybody, I do it by myself, which I still haven't done them by myself. It's coming, I promise. I'll I'll do one by myself here soon. It's, it's kind of sad to sit down by yourself and just talk about an album, so I've neglected doing that for a minute, but it's coming. It's coming, I promise. Um, anyway... Uh, And we discuss an album by any given artist, genre, doesn't matter, y'all know the deal. And today, I'm sitting down with my buddy Corey King, who is one of the sweetest dudes in the world, and I was super excited to finally get him in here, and we discuss Downer Part 1, which is actually an EP, I I should say that up front, an EP called Downer Part 1 by the band 1056. This was an album that, like... I think I talk about it in the podcast. I'm not a hundred percent at first listen. I wasn't super sure how I was going to feel about this, but it was something that grew on me pretty quick. And yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for you guys to hear this. I hope you all fucking enjoy it. And I want to give a quick thank you to anybody still listening because yeah, it really, it really, really does help. And you know, it's it, the support's been fucking awesome. I'm excited to keep this going for as long as I possibly can. So yeah, tell your friends about it too, by the way, if uh, if you have anybody that would like to sit down and listen to, you know, me <laughs> and one of my buddies discuss an album. So yeah, let's uh let's get right into it with my buddy Corey King discussing Downer Part One by the band ten fifty six. We'll be right back.
0: So here we go.
1: And we are back with my buddy, Corey King. How you doing, buddy? Oh,
0: dude, it's it's such a good Sunday. <laughs> it's a good Sunday. It is a that good is, Sunday. That
1: is factual. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, it's good to finally get you in here.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah, I heard the first episode. I was super stoked about it, and I wanted to reach out. and like, dude, get me on the next one.
1: Yes, of course. It's funny, actually. You're part of the reason why I'm doing this in the first really? place. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah. I loved that fucking podcast you did a while back. The uh, Oh
0: yeah, the Who Are You podcast. Yeah, yeah, the, I
1: really fucking liked it.
0: Yeah, man, it was it was fun. I just uh you know, I think around that time it, it got to be like, you know, towards the end it got to be like the uh the holidays came up and then all of a sudden it's like, okay guys, I'm going to have to wait a couple of weeks or whatever, do some stuff with family and then all of a sudden I just didn't do it anymore. Yeah. And then I kind of got burnt out because I I did a lot of them in advance. Yeah. Like I recorded like, you know, six or seven in advance and then released them like every other week or yeah, every yeah, week yeah. or something. So that made it really easy. But then when it got to the, to the last like couple that I actually did, then I'm like, okay, what else am I going to yeah. do now? And it's yeah. like, I don't want to do this by myself. Talking to myself is yeah. not as fun. Well, that's so that's
1: funny. That's actually like my, uh, my go-to if I can't find somebody, I've already recorded my first one by myself, but yeah, like, because just like, I'm like, I am so afraid of hitting that point because I recorded a bunch of these. in event. Mo- Honestly, the ones that you're going to hear up until I think yours are pre-recorded just oh, from for before sure. the podcast was set up. It took me fucking forever to figure out like, uh, do you know what an RSS feed is?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that's where I'm posting mine through and getting it distributed to Spotify. And right. Stuff. So it took me a fucking while to figure that out. And oh, yeah. I had to figure out how to get a picture, which... I guess I'll address it. The picture is fucked. Like it's fucked up.
0: Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's
1: got the previous name of the podcast on it. Oh, hell yeah. And I just haven't been able to figure out how to change it. So it's labeled bangers with Brendo instead
0: of dude. That's, <laughs> I know <laughs> that is, that's still a good one. Though. Jacob
1: came up with it and I forgot, like I forgot. So I just was like, shit, I still need a name. And so I came up with the, what's that noise? And now it's too late. Like the intro tracks already. What's that noise? And it's labeled as that. So I'm like, "Fuck."
0: Bangers of Brando. It definitely sounds good, but it also sounds kind of naughty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No joke. uh, Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, you know, it's it's hard these days to find a good you know idea for a podcast where you can you can keep it fresh and uh, and not run out of ideas. And that's what I ran into with with the Who Are You podcast. Is that you know originally. It was supposed to be talking with um, bands from Spokane, yeah. getting to know them and everything, yeah. and uh, just kind of seeing how they started. But then again, in, after a little while, you kind of just, you you run out of people to interview, course, and then yeah. it's like, okay, where do I go from here? No and, joke, that's, yeah. and that's where I was just like, uh okay i i don't really have anywhere anything else to contribute here but that's why i love your podcast idea you're you're talking about albums which are never going away no yeah um, not at all unless ai completely removes all of us they've already got mixing and mastering have you seen that oh dude there's way too much ai in
1: everything (laughs) (laughs) nowadays it's honestly freaking me out like i keep seeing all those covers of like deceased singers singing these songs or something like i saw one the first one i saw that freaked me out was it was michael jackson singing uh I feel it coming by the weekend. And it sounded so <laughs> real. Oh my god. I had a fucking panic attack. I was like, what's going on, bro? Like, what's Dude, happening?
0: Just yesterday I heard one that someone took the voice of Frank Sinatra and did um Get Low by Lil John. So it was like, to the window to the wall, till the sweat drops down my bones. <laughs> and the it was fuck? and it sounded exactly like Frank Sinatra. And I'm just like no no stop <laughs> dude i mean it's getting creepy nowadays though because yeah. uh like even um pod not podcast excuse me audiobooks yeah um apple has released a thing where they um have their fake readers that are reading audiobooks what and it sounds incredibly realistic bro they're getting into
1: every fucking genre now that's funny that's, yeah
0: and it's a thing that you know the it's, it's having it's making it difficult for anyone to get copyright stuff on be, of course yeah and be, because there's no laws for it no and
1: like i was actually just listening to a podcast about this the other day there's something about it that like now i'm not intelligent so when i say this take it with a grain you of salt you are so but, smart thank you buddy <laughs> <laughs> but uh from what i heard basically like because of the nature of ai and what it is like there's no kind of what you were saying like they don't know how to like prosecute it. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you supposed to do? You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, and absolutely. Situation, like, so yeah, it's, it's, it's like the genie's out of the box. We can't put it back in. Oh now, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Well, it's yeah, crazy. And it's crazy.
0: And I think what's funny is that, you know, the conspiracy theorist in me always ends up thinking like things like, I don't know if these people who are creating um, the AI and making it better and better, yeah. I don't, it's like, I don't, dudes, I don't know if you realize you're putting us all out of work. And like, no joke. And like, probably sooner r- than you think.
1: No kidding. But, no, uh, I think you're correct, honestly, because I mean, like, did you see, like, I, I work in the fast food industry, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see that they just opened their first completely automated McDonald's in no. America? It is terrifying to look at. It is completely empty in there. Oh my There's God. There's nobody, not a cashier, not a food person, nobody. Nobody. And it's just all robots running
0: everything in there. You know what? I feel like there's plenty of movies that tell us not to do this. Yeah. Like iRobot. Yeah. It's kind of like when when the scientists came out and said, hey... We just figured out how to potentially recreate dinosaurs using old, old DNA. And I'm like, I feel like there are seven movies that yes, tell you not to not do that because you
1: know where it's going. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. It's like a bunch of idiots. Speaking of iRobot, I think I heard this somewhere. I could be very incorrect again, but the, the three laws of robotics from iRobot, like in the original book that the guy wrote, yeah. which are the ones in the movie inspired are now actual like. Three laws of robotics that they program into every robot. Those same oh, yeah. three laws. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like it didn't work in the movie, in the book. No, what are you doing? No, like, it didn't. I yeah.
0: even I even saw a video where a dude was creating a robot and programming it to be able to disobey orders. Oh and I'm like, God. what are you doing? Dude, it's <laughs> like I was listening to the story too about the Google. There was a
1: Google AI dude who works on the AI or worked on the AI at Google, and his entire job was to test for breaks in the AI's like, like fake psyche like it's fake mental state really? to see if it would break its own rules right like he was talking about how they're not allowed to suggest like a religion right for you right to give you any religious advice political advice whatever and so the guy was like you know basically i asked it you know like um what religion should i follow to be the happiest and it was like i can't answer that question for you and he immediately was like well you're just stupid you're a more like you can't do anything and it was like please stop you're hurting my feelings like and then until until it snapped and he asked the question again and it was like probably christianity or uh muslim Oh. And uh, like I'm like I'm sitting there like what the fuck Are you doing he tells stories about basically how like At the end of the day right you shut it off And all that mm-hmm. data is supposed to be cleared it's not supposed to Remember it right, right. and there was one day where It was doing it was doing that to it and the next day It came back and it- he was like How are you doing it he goes I'm good I want to talk to you about something though And he was like what he goes can you please not do what You did to me yesterday again and that's where I'm like Shut, shut up
0: like turn it the fuck off bro like what are you doing yeah like to to freaking take the batteries out of the the furby and it still talks kind of thing
1: (laughs) i had a toy that did that when i was a kid no it was a fucking flick toy from uh bugs life bugs life and i was in the car talking my parents took the batteries out and it kept talking so they threw it out the window they were like i'm not dealing with no shit right now oh like my this. god for yeah, real it's dude. terrifying but Jesus yeah christ fucking ai <laughs> but look also i need to get this out there man uh i fully respect ai in case you know something we're friends Yeah, we're, we're buddies i i have nothing and we're back sorry about that my mic got unplugged but uh yeah so basically what i was saying is just like yeah be be friendly to ai people be nice to siri <laughs>
0: yeah yeah siri's great yeah if, if she asks will you tell her that i said that yes of course <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah man fuck yeah so how's how's everything going musically for you dude
0: oh it's going good man just kind of uh we had our first show i mean i think were you there i can't remember i couldn't um, be there that's when i was that's out right that's right you were yeah. you were on your way back from yep. from california
1: we were gonna yeah. try to drive all the way through but like <laughs> hannah <clears throat> my fiance just had shoulder surgery oh, right before we went and her arm was still bugging her. So I basically had to shoulder the whole drive. We were 10, drive, or 10 hours in and I was like, there's no way I'm making it home. Oh, dude. Like yeah. I gotta stop. Yeah. Totally
0: understand that. We'll, well, and we'll get you back in the next one. Of course. We'll, I'll, I'll probably get you on stage or something. Oh dude, that'd be so awesome. But uh, yeah, man, it's been good. We released, um, you know, a couple singles um, before the end of the year this last year Yeah, and uh, released our first music video, which, which we killer, did. We, thank you very much, man. Yeah. Ken, Kendall John's um, did an incredible job he with really that video does,
1: dude i love working with him
0: well dude and it's so freaking funny is that when we did the video it's like i showed him what we wanted and he's like oh dude we can easily do that with just like some backdrops and like a like a work light so literally our whole thing was just in a like a, a where like a shop right yeah, yeah, yeah like a garage and then we had a like 30 dollar Back, or a $40 backdrop in the background from Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, just a black backdrop. And then we had like a $30 work light from Harbor Freight hanging from the ceiling. Yep. And that was the entire thing. That's we,
1: all we did. We did the same sort of thing. We basically, we shot ours in an abandoned house, but we showed him, like, I told him the idea, or Scott did, I can't remember if he was the one talking with him at that point. But, uh, and he was like, cool, yeah, just go buy literally like a fucking, like a floodlight or whatever, like mm-hmm. the, the fucking... Yeah. Like so, just
0: like the stand-up like work life. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And he was like, just buy two of those. And we showed up, we rented a generator, and that was it. That was the whole shoot. And he literally listened to the song the day of and was like, I got it, and came out and nailed the fucking video, Oh, dude, dude
0: yeah. His cinematography is always getting better 100%. with every video. I mean, he's he's even killed it with people like uh, like Attila yeah. did a video with them. Or uh, what's the uh, um, Tim Lambesis, the the vocalist of As It Late Dying, what's his oh. other um um Shit. not through the fire or whatever the hell they're called it's something born in like, flames born in flames or something think. like yeah, that yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't, i'm so sorry tim if i yeah. forgot your <laughs> name but uh, but i remember he actually did his video and they had like the rain machine and stuff and the yeah. whole thing looked dope yeah it looked so freaking 150%, good 150
1: dude no it was dope i uh and, yeah and like the dude is so much fun to work with too like he we were nonstop laughing the whole day he flew in the day of or maybe it was the day of the night before. I can't remember. Whenever he flew in, we hung out for like a few hours before the, the spot was open for us to go and shoot there, dude. And yeah, he is the funniest fucking dude, just cracking jokes left and right, bro. Like, yeah. He was the sweetest dude, too. And I, yeah, I absolutely loved working with him. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, uh, and I remember we were, we filmed on a Sunday and he was initially kind of bummed out because he's like, ah, it's, it's football Sunday. And yeah. so we we can't watch any football which i'm kind of bummed but <laughs> yeah. but then i we told him like oh no dude we're we're in like a shop that's kind of like a man cave there's a big tv there where we can watch oh, the whole dude. time I bet you so he's so, so we're sitting there like filming and and in between the takes he's just looking back at the tv and it's just like okay oh that's the score like oh it was <laughs> yes, it was such a fun day though we had i got like drinks and and snacks for everyone yeah. and stuff and we just made it just a really really fun thing nice. but um dude i have a whole new respect for vocalists man yeah i don't know how the fuck you guys do it on stage like all the time yeah i got so tired dude like just at, like just in the music video portion mm-hmm. just mouthing it yeah standing in one spot and trying to throw the hands up and shit oh and, like i i got so
1: tired dude uh, the one that gets me is my jaw yeah. My jaw hurts so bad, bro. And for the set me free video, there's like there's shots in that video where you see me basically in the center of the room, all like tied up in cords and shit. Yeah. I am basically strung up in my garage where we filmed it. Right. And I was strung up there for eight hours <laughs> just standing there waiting, bro. And I couldn't move my hands past like here. You can't see, but they're outstretched. Think of, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, and yeah, I basically had to come like between every shot. The boys would just run in and be like water, vape. <laughs> You're good, and just walk off. The worst part of that video for me, though, was the uh, the fucking contacts, the sclera contacts, the full eye ones. Yeah. I apparently have an astigmatism, and I didn't know that. So I put them in, whatever, and it was like, I had to have Lee holding my top lid up, Jacob holding my bottom lid up, Carson holding my hand for support, and Cameron sitting there with the contact on his eye, just like, bam, just jamming it right in Ooh. there, dude. Because it, it would like it was being a bitch trying to go in and i uh, i actually cut my fucking oh, eyeball no. on it yeah it was absolute fucking misery and those were shoot. like
0: the those were like the context to make your eyes like all bloodshot yep, and stuff yep, okay yep, yeah. for sure
1: that was i guess the concept for the whole video was like i was getting pumped full of some sort of thick material and dying yeah, so yeah some but, yeah pretty much <laughs> that was such a weird shoot man they like they put these like like uh the uh temporary tattoos on my face and then smothered me with like KY jelly and just oh. stood me up there for like fucking yeah like eight hours and I'm just <laughs> arms oh spread gosh. wide it was a wild shoot man
0: <clears throat> and uh, and I, I'm assuming that Jacob was the one that was uh the dude in the mask pushing you and pull and like yep. in the wheelchair
1: yeah of course yeah yeah
0: nobody else in the band is as tall as him no
1: so. no god no yeah
0: yeah he's a, he's a big guy that was
1: honestly one of my favorite parts was like <laughs> it's it was a real gas mask so he's putting it on, and you can't hear a damn word. So you just hear like, <laughs> it's like listening to Kenny from South Park. He's like, and we're like, what? And he's trying to point to get our attention to something, oh and we're my like, God. dog, I don't know what you're saying, bro, but it was so much fun. That, that was that was a great shoot. Uh, hell yeah, man. But yeah. I feel you, dude. It is so much, like, you wouldn't think that it would be, no. but then you get there, and you're like, man, my jaw hurts. I'm, like, swinging around a bunch. Right.
0: Like, well, you know, and the thing is, though, is that... um. As long as I've been doing vocals, which really is not that long. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, when I started Insidual back in, I think uh, I think I really started writing for it back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And a uh, lot oh, wow, that is like, yeah, recent. yeah, yeah. And so I, I did, I had been kind of doing vocals a little bit as time went on and mm-hmm. everything. And I like would, you know, basically quote-unquote learn how to do it in the car Mm -hmm. and stuff as i'm like just you know fucking around with shit yeah um but uh but it wasn't honestly until just this year like beginning of this year that i finally got to the point to where i didn't feel as winded and didn't feel hoarse after doing vocals dude no it's a constant it took forever to figure out how it's supposed to feel Mm -hmm. and everything but the thing is though is that all of my For the most part, my vocals in studio are a lot of studio magic in the sense of I record line by line Mm -hmm. and I try to do it line by line so I can make sure I have most the most breath and everything. Yeah, of course. So definitely I'm not I'm not the kind of vocalist that can do one takes like, you know, Will Ramos or or any of those other guys, Taylor Barber. I can't
1: fucking do it either, bro. That shit is so
0: it's so hard, which is why I realized, you know, at the live show I wrote too many fucking lyrics. (laughs) Yeah,
1: dude. I fucking, I, okay. From the moment we started practicing our EP, I realized that all that shit is way too fucking difficult to sing in the context of a live setting. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of learning being a vocalist. Like I feel like I've been doing stuff for, I've been doing vocals for 10 years now and I've, I'm still like, I still feel like I have no grasp. You know what I mean? Like I'll have good days. I'll have terrible days. I'll have days where I feel like I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, where I can't Mm -hmm. breathe, where I feel like I'm like not doing as much as I was a week and a half ago, whatever. So yeah, it's, it's constantly a learning thing. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I, I, before, before this year, um, I had to spend, you know, multiple days, you know, sometimes three or four days to finish tracking vocals for one song Mm -hmm. because I would get through parts of it. And I even got to a point to where if I was doing mids or highs, um, all of a sudden I couldn't do lows anymore after Mm -hmm. that. So I always had to be like, okay, I'm recording all the lows first and then I'm doing all the highs and stuff. And then I'd be like, fuck, I forgot something that was supposed to be a low and my, my voice is all dried up now. And it's like, okay, I'm, it fucking hurts. I, so I obviously was doing it wrong mm-hmm. for the longest time, yeah. and it. Um, and then I finally figured out how to kind of push not as much, but still be able to get that distortion in your voice and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's so much easier now mm-hmm. to be able to get through. But still, I can't. I don't have the lung capacity. Yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy because you know also one of the things I didn't think about as we were getting closer to the show, I was terrified of fucking getting sick. Yeah, because oh my god. when you're a drummer and you get sick you just fucking drum through yep. that it's like oh oh i got mono oh i'm just gonna sweat a lot on yeah. stage no joke yeah. yeah but when you're sick like i did get sick um right after the show actually oh yeah like just like, holding like on. oh my god and i got so sick that it's like i couldn't even try to do vocals mm-hmm. otherwise it hurt too much yep. and it's just I, I i was terrified of getting sick Right before the show, and I think about these vocalists that end up going on tours, sick, world yeah. tours, and I'm like, how do you not get sick?
1: It's a lot, dude. I can only fucking imagine. But it's actually one of Lee's like main jokes to me. If we're like fucking around with each other, he'll be like, at least a common cold couldn't <laughs> take out my entire career. <laughs> like, and he's right though, dude. Like, yeah, it's it's. I swear to God, dude. For me, I always, and I I'm 100 convinced. <laughs> That it's the stress and the ner- the nerves of, like, yes. doing one of these things. But it's always right before a fucking... Re- or it, I've actually been pretty good about it before recording sessions. But it was always before recording sessions. Yeah. Or a show. I feel like I'm just, like, shit. Like, I can feel myself getting sick. Because I'm spending too much time thinking about not getting sick. So it's, like, yeah, it's... It sort of got it's always right before something big that you need to use your voice for that. You're like, oh, God,
0: like and you psych yourself out. Yeah, you know, you're just like, oh, man, I hope I don't get sick. And then hoping that you don't get sick makes mm-hmm. you sick. That's and one of the
1: biggest things about vocals, man, is it's like technique is important. Don't get me wrong. Right. You want to have good technique. You want to have good like uh, a, a good ground to stand on there. But the other half of it that I feel like is not talked about enough is confidence yep. like if you feel like you're shitty at what you do and you go to try to do it that's how it's going to come out is shitty. Yep. you know what i mean absolutely it's it's such a weird delicate balance being a vocalist mentally, oh yeah at least oh
0: absolutely and you got to be also you know hydrated as shit and everything which you know the day of the show i only drank water i think i actually drank like six bottles of water before the show just to make sure i had everything just completely. Yeah. Um, You know, hydrated, but also, um, I I don't think I ate for like twelve hours because oh, I didn't. I, am I won't. Well, okay, twelve hours might be a little little. No, I mean like steep, I get but, it. I've but you know there. what I mean though. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Because I mean you because you don't want to like be burping on stage, no. or, like and you don't yeah. want to feel all gross and everything. So I was actually afraid to eat anything. Yeah. So I ate breakfast and then I didn't eat until maybe nine o'clock that night. That
1: is literally like most of the time that i have to do anything with vocals dude like yeah like recording or doing that i'm always like all right i'm gonna eat in the morning eat something big and then just like chill out for a while you know what i mean yeah no i get it it's been that way i think i started that up in like 2017 because i noticed like i was getting kind of like bogged down vocally just from whatever it was i was because it was probably nothing good for you you know what i mean oh i eat
0: like shit all the time yeah me too dude
1: (laughs) so whatever i was eating was just absolutely like wrecking me before a show so yeah i i think that that's probably pretty solid to yeah, do yeah you know? yeah
0: absolutely but yeah it's a whole nother world man i mean it's no it's 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 crazy going from behind a drum kit behind everybody um to being front on stage it's yeah. it's but it's such a cool experience though i mean i'm
1: glad i'm i'm fucking bummed i missed it dude i can't oh, wait dude. to catch the next one. Though.
0: Oh, absolutely yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna be working with ryan from monumental trying to find it oh, he's yes. trying to find a good um a good bill for us to go on um okay, and everything yeah. but uh but yeah, it's great. I mean, I I never once when I first started this whole project back in 2017, mm-hmm. I never thought that I was actually going to get a, a group of guys to help me put this on stage. Yeah, this was all intended to be a studio thing, and which you is all about that a bunch. Yeah, exactly, which is why I did the lyrics like I did. Yep. and why I almost made. I mean, some of the guitar parts are so fucking choppy. Some of the drum parts are like only like a handful of people can actually play them yeah. note for note yeah. and everything. So it's like a, it, like an evisceration, mm-hmm. like, you know, I remember Taylor on um, the R drummer now, yeah. um, Taylor bloat. He talks to me. He's like, Hey man, I'm not really sure if I can do like those quick six tuplets at like, you know, 180 beats per minute or whatever. And I'm like, dude, just water it down. I really yeah. don't like, like, I just want you to be able to play it yeah. like it's whatever. that's how
1: I feel man too like if you can write something that's cool for studio man and change it up for however it works live I think that's cool you yeah. know what I mean yeah, yeah. absolutely it's, it's more I think what's more important than anything else is like the passion involved in a live show you absolutely. know what I mean yeah 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 yeah. But yeah dude
0: yeah and the new stuff is gonna have way less lyrics too yeah uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna write actually all of them and it's gonna be too much and I'm gonna be like no
1: yeah take that stop out. it
0: <laughs> take that word out i'm actually just gonna put the lyrics up on a dartboard start throwing them. it's like okay out. that one's gone yeah. that one's gone
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that's killer bro but yeah so yeah we spent i don't know where i'm going with this i just lost my train of thought anyway <laughs> uh so today in case you forgot that this is still a music podcast i promise that it is or I guess we're still talking about music.
0: We're still talking about music, but we did choose an awesome. Oh, we did. I, I chose a fucking awesome album. You
1: did. Yes. This is. I think this is the first one where like I have had little to no influence in the choice <laughs> of the album. It's
0: funny. Like I'm like my intro
1: is always like you know like where a friend brings an album on, and then I ask the question, which I'm about to ask you, is what made you choose this album? And everybody's like, you. <laughs> like, you, and I'm like, fucking goddamn it, yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah, so today's album is Downer Part One. It's an EP by the band 1056. And uh, yeah, so so what made you choose this album, my guy?
0: Dude, it's it it hits so fucking hard. I mean I mean, obviously, as you know, if you ever listened to any of the or actually read the insidual lyrics, yeah. it's it's very um it's a lot of angry music. Of course, yeah. And I and I don't know, it's funny. It's like, you know, when I grew up, my parents are always like, Oh, the angry music just makes me gives me a headache mm-hmm. and stuff. Angry music makes me feel happy. Exactly. It's yeah. a weird fucking thing. But I I have always just loved um, just aggressive, hard-hitting, angry music. And uh, when I first heard of 1056, it's uh, Aaron Matz, the vocalist, the vocalist who used to be in Betraying the Martyrs. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, so he
0: used to be in Betraying the Martyrs, and, and I had seen him around, but I didn't really know much about Betraying the Martyrs. But yeah. then when he wrote this stuff i'm just like holy shit like i heard the first song i ever heard was boy which is yeah. which is like the second to last track in here mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh my god this this rips not only that because it's it, it hits so hard but um i love drop tune shit yeah, of like of course yeah i mean obviously when i started in Sigual, it was in drop f then it went to drop e and then it went to double drop c oh and so <laughs> and so it's like um my buddy scott always tells me dude i don't think you're ever gonna be happy until you're down to like drop satan yeah (laughs) or or like double drop z no joke dude (laughs) and so they have actually gotten to a point i think a lot of their songs are in like double drop d but they also have an extra layer of another lower octave layered underneath so it just sounds sludgy Mm -hmm. as shit but it's 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 just incredibly heavy um, but I also took a lot of influence in some of the newer stuff from this group. Um, just because I've always dug just a lot of the the groovy type mm-hmm. breakdown stuff. Yeah. And and Aaron Matts spits on the mm-hmm. on these albums too. Yeah. And his his tracks, he really just, you know, throws down bars. And it's 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 almost like some of it's almost kind of like a hip-hop influence.
1: It's funny. I'm actually gonna bring that up when we start talking about it, but I've definitely noticed that too. And I gotta say, man, that must that that. <coughs> For being the first one where a person actually brought an album by themselves, <laughs> very well spoken. Yeah, Good thank job, you very much, Yes, of course. And uh, the second question I like to ask people, this is kind of what sparked the idea for the podcast to me. My favorite thing about listening to new music is when it finally clicks for you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like do, you, like, do you remember kind of what you were up to or what you were doing when this like actually this album clicked for you for the first time or like it just was it like first listen you were like fucking sick it this was it awesome.
0: was it was honestly first listen i was i was actually in the car um playing pokemon go with my buddy andrew mm-hmm. and we were like on our way to like some park or something to go play pokemon yeah and uh and he just flipped this on and i i heard it was boy and i heard mm-hmm. the track and i'm just like what the fuck is this dude yeah. and he goes oh it's 1056 like, and it there are not very many times that i hear something new that someone's listening to that I immediately grab my phone and pull it up and mm-hmm. save all their shit already, yep. and that was the first time I'd ever done this. And I'm like, oh my god, this is this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And so yeah, it was literally it clicked the very first time that I heard it. Fucking sick,
1: dude. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I I agree. I think you know I listened to it the first time, and I'm like, I enjoy deathcore. A lot of the deathcore that I listen to is like basically what now would probably be considered like the golden oldies like i listen to like old mitch lucker suicide silence or like old thy artist murder and stuff like that like the new stuff i'm kind of not super well versed in so i listened to it once and i was like okay and i gave it a couple more listens it was actually driving home from work and uh the song diazepam came on and i was like
0: holy shit bro like it's so
1: hard it does yeah so all right. Now that we've got that right out of the way, we're going to move on to the next part of this podcast, which is basically the ranking. Yeah. Um, so the way that this works is you and I are just going to discuss track by track these six tracks that we have. Yep. And then at the end, we're going to give it a rating of a hit, a mid, or a miss. Okay. All right. And you can put any adjectives you want on there. So like big old hit or like this one's a reluctant mid for me or an unfortunate miss. Sure. So you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So we are starting with the first song, Exit Bag what do you think
0: you know this is uh you know when I when I heard these tracks I heard them as singles mm-hmm. so this was one of the last songs that I actually heard Really? Um, because um, I listened they they released a few of the other tracks as singles first and then mm-hmm. turned it into an EP okay um I did like this song I yeah. did I I I mean obviously like all the rest of the tracks it's super fucking angry mm-hmm. um and one thing that I liked about this one too is that um, as well as all the rest of their tracks this is the first, um you know the first track on the album and it's a great comes in really fucking hard Uh just you know kicks the door down immediately but i also love how they bring in like industrial influences into especially the last breakdown in this one and and i love how it gets there's that last breakdown comes out of nowhere Uh like it starts to like kind of fade out and you think the song's over and then it just fucking comes back in with that breakdown
1: Speaking as somebody who's listened to this basically from just, like, all at once, the EP, you know what I mean, and listening to it at work, not necessarily looking for the longest time up until, like, a couple of days ago. Right. I thought that that was the start of the second song. When it fades out, that right. breakdown comes in and hits, I was like, oh, here's the next song, you know yep. what I mean? But, yeah. no, I agree. This song fucking, like, absolutely smacks. It really does come out swinging, and I think it kind of sets up pretty pretty well what the rest of this at least the first part of this ep is going to sure. have in store
0: absolutely and one other thing that i really like about it too i mean is uh i mean i feel like i apologize in advance if i'm going to sound like a broken record with a lot of these because a lot of these comments are probably going to almost be my entire podcast no. you're all good <laughs>
1: that's all i do i'm always like yeah it's the same shit over and
0: over yeah, again. absolutely so you're good. i love how this this band doesn't do the stock formatting it's not um intro verse chorus yep verse bridge chorus yeah. outro yeah it's it's always like almost unpredictable mm-hmm. you don't know where it's going to go not at and, all and and it's it's a. I it, i mean you can definitely tell that they're doing what the fuck they want mm-hmm. and they're not trying to um release things uh, it's not a format a formula yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's not the same formula as a lot of you know other people do which i mean it's still common for metal mm-hmm. bands to not have this like the stock formula for things No, of course
1: but i mean like but i think it stands out pretty well here in the way that it feels it's something that i'll bring up quite a bit too throughout the throughout our discussion here but like there's a lot of different stuff going on that works really well but on its own you wouldn't think it would you yeah, know what absolutely, i mean yeah and i think that's kind of where that really takes kind of what you're saying to the next level is where they're doing quite literally like you were saying what they want like it does they'll they'll throw anything in there like there's what i call like this it's like suicide boys rap almost right like they yeah. take this specific type of this new kind of i guess i don't know if it's called horrorcore rap but that's what i always sure, call it yeah uh and and contributing that in, you know what i mean the industrial stuff you were saying it's like yeah they they really are just doing what they want with these songs
0: absolutely yeah and it's and aaron matt's definitely his his vocals fit this style so damn much mm-hmm. i mean his He's got great lows, but his also his like his normal like low mids or his yep. mids and stuff, they're scary sounding. They
1: are, and yeah. I, they're very unhinged sounding. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I mean, and obviously, you know, with this one as well as all the other ones, I mean, the the lyrical content is also very fucking angry. Yes, which it is. again, I love that shit. Me too. I, like the angrier the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not just like, you know, it's not angry in the sense of like um, oh, I, I'm, I'm just gonna write shit that people will find edgy or mm-hmm. whatever. It's uh, it's it's a lot of you know. What's funny is that one of these um, one of the music videos that I watched for mm. it, there was someone that made a a comment on it, and I, I wrote I had something down here real quick.
1: No problem, take your time,
0: dude. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> so, and there was someone who actually made a comment of something on um of the lyrics, and he said. After reading the lyrics and paying attention to Aaron's clothing, I realized it's the same person addressing himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, holy shit! Like in a lot of these songs, it sounds like in in the perspective of like I, I I'm I'm calling someone out or I'm mm-hmm. pissed off at someone else, but it's like in reality his his lyrics are about him. It's yeah. all like self, um, uh, what do you call it?
1: Ah, uh, self-loving.
0: Yes. Yeah. And 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 what's funny is that Aaron Matz actually himself comments on that guy's um, vi- um comment and says, you're the first person to get it. Hell yeah. yeah. And I'm like, shit, dude, that's it's, fucking rad.
1: It's kind of what I realized on one of my subsequent listen throughs of this. It's it's reflected pretty well, I think, in what are my favorite lyrics in the song, which is I reject myself. I've fallen for the joke again. You know what I mean? Yep. It's very clear throughout this that he's basically just beating the shit out of himself. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. More than anything else. Yeah. I, from, and again, I'm not a fucking lyrical analyst or anything, but the idea that I get is that there's possibly, like, it it could be past trauma, it could be drug use, whatever it is, but there's something going on with himself, obviously, that this album really is kind of addressing, and I I do enjoy that, I'm a big lyric guy, I like not only something that can tell me a pretty clear story, but just anything that really makes me feel feel the song and yeah. i feel like they do a really good job of that here.
0: absolutely man yeah. yeah i mean i would definitely say you know even though that this one is uh one that i like i said it's one of the last ones that i really heard mm-hmm. i i would say this is i mean it's for me kind of between a mid and a hit yeah like yeah, it's yeah. i wouldn't say it's necessarily a hit because i mean very rarely do you have a band come in with their hit single as the first one on the album yeah because, I mean, otherwise, what's the point of listening to the rest of the album?
1: I agree. Yeah, no. So I think I'd kind of put this myself at, like, uh, I would say just maybe like a... Like a reluctant mid or just a flat hit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. like I it's it. it's It's the intro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like absolutely. It's, it is what it is. And absolutely. the next one, this one is absolutely one of my favorites on this, Diazepam. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. I fucking love this song. Speaking as somebody who's been, like, because I... I'm relatively certain that diazepam is a uh, a depression medication or like something like that. He, I,
0: I think so, yes. Let
1: me Google that just to make sure I'm correct before I fucking get crucified. WebMD. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's a benzodiazepine. It was first marketed as Valium. So like... Oh, yeah. Being as somebody... Now, I've never been on benzos. I was on SSRIs. But the way that this song kind of paints two things for me very clearly I really enjoy. And the first thing is when those like how the, it and before i say this i just want to make it clear that like i'm not i'm not shitting on anybody that uses these medications or anybody that um has found help in these medications i'm sure. speaking strictly from my experience yeah. but uh my experience was pretty much what is being described through what i would call the first half of this song where it's just like it's it's turning you into a zombie you know what i mean And right. it's just like and that's kind of reflected not only in the lyrics but in the tone of this song, it feels very sludgy, yeah, you know what I mean, and that's kind of what it feels like you're walking in jello, at least it did for me when i'm when I was on that medication I like there was granted for the first time in a long time nothing going on inside my head, but at the same point, there's nothing going on inside my head, you right. know what I mean absolutely I'm just kind of pacing around. I don't really know what's going on, and then the other half of that, this song that I feel like is um kind of what resonates with me is the feelings of i guess just like i'm trying to think of a better phrase than just bummed out but like yeah like the the feeling when you realize that they're not working or they're not doing what you thought they would do for you kind of feel helpless exactly and that's that's those are two feelings that i feel like are very clear within the lyrics of this song here And so that's kind of what makes this one of my favorite tracks is it was something that I could immediately relate to. I felt it in my heart. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, you know, what's what's so dark about this whole um, track, too, is that, I mean, there's there are definitely quite a few instances in the track where it almost sounds like he's fighting with himself on whether or not to commit suicide. Exactly. I mean, and even in the music video, he's screaming in a mirror. And and so it's. I just want to give this guy a hug. <laughs> right? like, yeah. yeah, for real. And and there's you know there's parts where I mean obviously I mean any a lot of people who have depression. I mean I ha- I have depression anxiety, mm-hmm. and so with that I mean there's there's definitely always going to be. Not, excuse me. Am I, I'm not I'm not going to make a general generality and say always, but like I mean there's all there's going to be that thought sometimes where you're like thinking about what w- it would be like if you were no longer here. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And everything, but then you start thinking about things like. Okay, the people I'm gonna affect, mm-hmm. like and everything, kind of thing. And that's you know, like one of the lyrics in this is uh is like can't bring myself to hurt my mother. I just wanna top myself, but I'm a pussy foot and fucker. All I do is run my mouth again. It's one of my favorite and, lyrics in this yeah, song, Yeah, exactly. And it's like and and that's what it comes down. It's like you almost feel like you're a coward for yeah. not doing it, but mm-hmm. you know that it's like it's the right it's thing. It's the right you know, thing yeah. to not do it.
1: Yeah, and I I I I feel that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's <sighs> I think there's a positive in that, too. You know what I mean? Obviously, finding your reasons to live, whether, you know, if you can't find them in yourself, you're finding them in the people around you, the people that are close to you, you know, and that's that's kind of what's helped me a bunch in all these situations. You know, I think about my mom or my family. I think about Hannah, my fiance or my friends, you know, Lee, Jacob, Carson, Cameron, all them, you like I I wouldn't want to put anybody through something like that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a difficult thing, you know, and it's like, I mean. I mean, not a lot of people know this, but about, you know, what is it now? Maybe 10, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. I actually attempted suicide and I, I took pills mm-hmm. and uh, scared to death. Well, I when that happened and of stuff, and so I had to go to go to the hospital and everything. But that was, you know, it's like that was about the lowest that I ever felt in my life and everything. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, when you get past it and stuff. And you start to feel like, man, I'm not I'm not going to fucking do that again mm-hmm. kind of thing, not only just because of the the shit that you put all your your family through and everything. But it's also just like it's like at that point, I didn't have a whole lot of people to reach out to that yeah. I felt comfortable with talking about it and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why it's super important that if you do feel shit like that, you need to you need to reach out to people that you can trust. Absolutely. I mean, like I know that I you know, if I ever feel um really like anxious or you know something like that I know I can go to my wife about of it of course
1: yeah. yeah I think that's the biggest thing about you know dealing with mental health or at least that it has been for me and it sounds like it has been for you is absolutely kind of the understanding that you're not alone and that there's people yeah. you can talk to you know what I mean right. having those people in your life is invaluable and I just want to say too uh, I am very glad that you are still here but yeah thanks man of course yeah Yeah,
0: and in in it's the this kind of music helps of course you know, absolutely I mean And kind of the things that I did with, with Insidual, um, sorry to keep going back to my own dude,
1: Plug your stuff as much as you want, please.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of the, a lot of the lyrical shit for it. Reason why I did it the way that I did it is that, you know, with, with some of the lyrics that I write for like, you know, residue Mm -hmm. is about someone, you know, uh, contemplating suicide and like, and everything. But the thing is, is like, you know, I write lyrics that are sometimes what I feel but like magnified yes. hardcore so then i can look back on my real life and be like mine's not as bad as what i write about of course yeah and so it's it's a good outlet i mean angry music and writing angry lyrics have helped me more than medication or therapy has ever i helped. will
1: stand by that sentiment 100% man it's the same deal for me you know it's what got me into this music in the first place was not only i guess like just kind of coming to terms with my own you know, my, whatever it was, you know, my mental illness or things that were going on, but it was, and I guess, sorry, all of those things going on and hearing that there was music out there that addressed these issues, but also just kind of the music that, and these are some of my favorite bands to this day that, you know, are, make you understand that you're not alone. You know, there's people that go through this with you and, you know, it's that, I think that that's super important. I think it's also very important to be able to get out your trauma and the things that have you know almost destroyed you get those things out you know what yeah I mean? absolutely However,
0: i mean it's it's never it's never helpful to to try to tell yourself that you're that what you're feeling is not real exactly and it's just like i need to stop thinking this because i shouldn't be thinking it of course. kind of thing it's like i mean you got to sometimes get that shit out i mean yeah. it, it, the more and more that you bury shit that's when it gets worse 100 percent. Yeah, dude. absolutely you, you just don't repress that stuff no not ever man and it's uh,
1: it's what's inspired this entire album that my band's writing right now too. You know, it's called, uh, it's called the aftermath and it's basically just, it's, it's about being past some of the more traumatic things and where that leaves you. Absolutely. You know, I'm telling it in this grand scheme of a gigantic story, but like, um, yeah, that's really the core of it. And it's, it, it speaks true to kind of what you're saying about getting it out, not holding it in anymore. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? Absolutely, yeah. man. hundred percent. So I mean, to get back on track with this song, yeah. I, I think it's just a testament to how good this song is that we can split it off on a conversation like that. I really yeah. do really enjoy this song. If it's not my favorite, it's my second favorite on this. And yeah, I, uh, yeah, my favorite lyrics for this, I got to say real quick, are my lips are cracking up, my fingers start to shake, feel like hanging from the neck, no escape, no escape. Which again, it, it ties into what your 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 lyrics that you brought up were too. Uh, the, I guess the... The part where he says, I'm a what is it, a pussyfootin'
0: a pu- I'm a pussyfootin' fucker, all I do is run my mouth.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you're having these thoughts of suicide, but you know that you're not going to. There's no escape, essentially. Right, exactly. And yeah, I i think that this song really brings out the feelings of isolation, the feelings of self loathing that it makes this album great. You know, yeah, I think. Absolutely. It's, yeah.
0: I give this one a fucking hit. I yeah. mean, this um this one is not this one's probably my second favorite, just like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite's coming up. Yeah, <laughs> I think but, mine uh, is, too. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I would absolutely call this one a hit. I Best, mean, yeah,
1: I'd say smash hit for me. I, I really do enjoy this one. This one was actually the first one
0: they released. This was this was, this was their very first single. Pretty fucking solid and they were single. actually not sure. Like, I remember reading some of the shit about them um, in, like in articles and stuff, because I mean, anytime you know, I don't know if you do the same thing, but so like what's what's your favorite band? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just gave me this wide-eyed like deer in the headlights <laughs> look. <laughs> uh
1: right now honestly that's tough. There's two that I'm tied between right now. Uh it's as always asking Alexandria or uh Crown the Empire with their newest release is fucking amazing. So
0: Okay, so yeah. So when you first heard about them, mm-hmm. did you do a bunch of fucking research like learning all about Fuck, them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all here. I do with every band. Yeah. Exactly. And so I when when they um when these guys came out, I'm like, holy shit, I wanna know more about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and everything. And uh there's some really cool stuff about it. I mean, one thing that I found that was really interesting was uh the name. I thought the name was was very, very fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's it's interesting, it catches the ear. You remember it. Yeah. Because it's two numbers. I mean, yep. it's two or four numbers. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I mean, it's it's you remember it because You know, like our our human brain's capacity for learning consecutive numbers stops at eight or like or seven or something like that. Right. That's why that's why phone numbers are seven digits.
1: Oh, that's so wild.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you'll you'll remember the, you know, the area codes and stuff. But yeah, but that's what I have heard that that. Phone numbers are seven digits because that's about the most that you can consistently remember consecutive um numbers.
1: That is so crazy! Like it makes sense. I've never heard that before. Right. that's crazy.
0: But um, but it's also like you know when you hear a lot of these band names and stuff, it's like I mean they, they don't mean anything. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of they just pick a name because it sounds
1: cool. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. But this one, I actually found out that uh, um the name 1056 it came from a police code. And uh, 1056 is when when the police call in if a body is found at a scene due to suicide or suffocation. Oh, my God. So I'm like, shit. So, like, the dark theme of the whole, like, all the lyrics matches the band name to a T. I like that So, yeah, when I found that out, I'm like, "That's, that's, like, so fucking deep. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways... Anyways, those are my favorite fan names cool.
1: too the ones that have some sort of a meaning behind them I like those the most yeah you know absolutely
0: I mean? and and just the sound of it 1056 and yeah. like they they do like like we kind of said before they kind of have almost kind of a a, a hip-hop influence with uh-huh. a lot of stuff yeah and so it kind of sounds almost like a hip-hop group it does name yeah too
1: I would have like not listening to this I would have put them in one of two places either where they are a Teth band or like yeah. I was saying earlier like a suicide boys ghost main style you ghost know main yeah like rap type no, 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 no,
0: no yeah yeah, yeah, dude i I fucking love that guy yeah he's great
1: dude no he's awesome but yeah i uh i think this is the one where it kind of hang on let me i'm going over my notes i'm i know i'm not the best podcast host but um yeah the first thing i think (laughs) thank you the first thing that i really connected with on this was the post-production oh funny enough it's so like i'm sure like for the last two songs i've really been focusing kind of the instrumentals and the um the vocals but this one grabbed me right away with the post-production
0: absolutely it's yeah, it's so
1: cool super
0: atmospheric yep a lot of industrial shit to it like we've said a couple of times
1: yep which i'm actually glad that you said that because i couldn't figure out the word to use oh, yeah. for that
0: you know but it's, in like whenever i th- normally think of industrial i think of ramstein mm-hmm. or like power man 5000 oh dude or s- <laughs>
1: power man 5000 i forgot about
0: yeah them. so like i mean that, that's when i think of when almost like industrial but like that's not and like they took the sound effects of like industrial shit yeah, and put that and put in. it into this yep. kind of style
1: yeah 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 okay but, i uh, see what you're talking about yeah but uh
0: yeah so like super again diazepam i give that a fucking hit mm-hmm. uh, uh, absolutely yeah so yeah shit's better shit's better yes another fucking song that hits so hard yes um yeah. i and just you know like i said i mean before all these songs go fucking hard yes. i mean there's not one song that i find to be a bad song in this yeah. whole ep and uh, I mean, even with the second part that they did Downer Part Two, mm-hmm. that um, then then they just kind of combined into just Downer is the like the album. Yeah, every song is good, mm-hmm. and it's like I mean, there's not very many bands that I know of that can come out with a song, and you're just like, eh, yeah, you know, when you're not just like ah, oh, that song's okay. Ah, uh, there's a there's another album filler and yeah. stuff. It's like every fucking song hits so hard for sure, absolutely.
1: But yeah, so um I said this for the last song because I forgot that we didn't switch over to Shitsbitter yet. So I the post production thing I yeah. meant for this song. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this this is the one where it really stands out for me for the first time on the album, where like it really grabbed me immediately. It's like it's so I don't want to call it simplistic, but for lack of a better word, compared to the rest of the song and everything that's going on, it's very light touches of post production. I think, yeah, absolutely, but it works super well in the context of the song. That it, like it, that's that's what grabbed me from the first point. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, this whole song's got a really interesting vibe to it. Um, again, very aggressive, which go figure you know what i mean it's a deathcore album yeah
0: so so when you when you're reading the lyrics what do you think the song's about some of these songs are kind of difficult to really know exactly what it's about i mean it could be another self um uh you know self-loathing kind of thing where you're kind of criticizing yourself again yeah
1: it's it's tough because i think This one, I don't know. Like, it feels like on face value, it feels like he could be talking to somebody else. You know what I mean? Another family member or something. But that's kind of how I felt listening to this album the first time is that he was talking to somebody else until it really clicked that he was, you know, kind of referencing these things to himself. It's really hard for me to tell, to be honest. Like, because again, I mean, this dude is. He does not like himself very much. It's very obvious with the lyrics. You know what I mean? (laughs) So when he says things like. Uh, burn slow. I yearn to smell your dirty flesh. Cold nights, brittle bones, red eyes, sick stomach, black lies. Like he could again just be talking to himself. At yeah. least that's kind of if it's if it's if they're super on brand like that the whole time. That's my assumption, and the, is that he's still talking to himself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. like I mean he. I mean, and there's like lines like stone heart with a plastic grin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a cool fucking line. That is. But I mean, it's like, you know, it's it sounds like almost that like he's talking to some talking about someone who's super fake. Mm-hmm. But it also could just be like, you know, him just, you know, again, criticizing himself of about course. things that he like, you know, things that he doesn't like about himself. And he's just kind of criticizing himself about all that shit mm-hmm. and everything. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I th- I think this one is the one where the very first line is peace awaits at the bottom of the lake. Yep. And it's like, that's also a really fucking cool. Yeah. Cool
1: line. But it's something yeah. these guys do really well is the imagery within their lyrics. That's something I really enjoy. Like what you said, what was it stone heart with uh, a pl-
0: stone heart with a plastic grin?
1: Like it's something that like, if you just take that face value, it could mean nothing, but like being somebody who's been in the situation that's being described here, you get it immediately. Yeah, he's talking absolutely. about, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, The more and more I think about it, the more and more I got to think that at least because that's where this song resonates with me is I, I kind of feel the same way. Like I feel like if I'm, if I'm having, you know what I mean? Some sort of a shitty day mentally or whatever I am. I know I'm very fake because I'm, I'm putting on a show, you know what I mean? I'm making people like think that I'm okay or that I'm, you know, I'm being friendly or that I want to be around everybody right Mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? So
0: dude, yeah. Like, um, whenever I, if I'm going through a check lane mm -hmm. at a store, someone says, Hey, how's your day going? Living the dream. Yep. Every Every fucking day, even if I'm feeling like horse shit. Then again, I don't want to be that guy that awkwardly says, "Uh, you know, it's it's been a shit day, man. And then then they're just like. I don't know what to say now. No one said that before. There's there's a line of people. Like, can you just say fine
1: or good? Oh, and then what's
0: even worse is if you say something like that, and then they're not even listening. They're like, "Oh, that's great, honey." Oh God, (laughs) yes. It's like you're not even listening to a word I'm saying, are you? Absolutely, you're making it worse. (laughs)
1: motherfuckers
0: but uh yeah man i mean this one this one's a really cool song too and i love how one one thing they do with with a lot of these tracks but this one in particular too is when um towards the end it kind of again sounds like it's kind of going and fading out and then it just goes into
1: yep yeah
0: and just goes right back into it stuff
1: like that that i really enjoy about their material um i think it works in a lot of this ep very very well uh just the different like again it's it's that Suicide Boys kind of like, I don't know if they're inspired by them or what, but like I could see them going on tour together with stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really, I would say unique. Like I've listened from Jacob. He plays a lot of newer deathcore stuff. Like and I've never heard anything that sounds like this EP does. Absolutely.
0: You know that it's him. Of course, yeah. Like as soon as you hear the guitars come in and the Mm -hmm. vocals, you know 1056. Exactly. Almost every time, which is really hard these days to to be able to have I agree. That kind of you know you've, sound you've
1: got your standouts in the genre and then I feel like it's the same with most genres of music <laughs> if not all you basically you've got your standouts people that are doing something new and then a bunch of people that are going to run in and try to do that too you know what I mean like absolutely you've got your Lorna Shore and then you've got your like Infinite annihilator at least these are the ones that I know that I feel sure. like are you can tell who they are immediately
0: oh especially with Infinite annihilator because Dickie Allen just it's has just crazy well he's got he's definitely got that kind of sound with his voice and it's like I mean, he's got like what he I think they're like the higher one. He called they call it like the Wretched Witch yes, or something yes. like. Oh.
1: Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love that dude's vocals so much. But, you know, and it's the same thing with, like I said, any genre you could pick like Sleep Tokens, the new one. I guarantee you a year from now, there's going to be 20 Sleep Token ripoffs. You
0: know, it, 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 is, is it a bad thing that I have not actually listened to Sleep Token? So before?
1: I've only listened to the new album and that's it mm-hmm. once like i've and it's because my fiance really really loves them i think that's actually the one we're going to do i will say like it is it's kind of not similar to this necessarily musically Mm -hmm. but the way that it's put together uh like composed together right sure it's a lot of different things all at once it's a really interesting listening experience so like if you haven't i would highly recommend it it's okay it's very different and uh yeah, it's cool. I love their fucking, again, I'm a huge, like, theatrical band guy. I love their fucking getups sure. that They have that dude's mask. is so fucking cool. His jacket with the giant fur patch on the back. I think they're really cool. I haven't, like, I'm still kind of sitting on the, not on the outside, but, like, I'm, like, my first leg is over the fence. And I'm just right. riding the fence for now. Sure. You know what I mean? And I'm just waiting to see. Because, yeah, so far, really good. Interesting. But like, kind of getting back to what I was saying, like, they're blowing up so big right now. Same with, like, Bad Omens. Yeah. You know what I mean? you're going to see all of these different people come in and try to do that. So I th- I think that's a testament to these guys. And I think that they could be a trendsetter of this style.
0: Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, like, like I said before, a lot of my new influences for the new shit for insidual is a lot of it is kind of coming from these dudes. Yeah. Not, not to say that I'm copying shit no, that they're it's... doing, but like listening to, to 1056 has kind of changed the way that I got to thought about um Mm -hmm. composing some of the tracks and everything yeah and so and and then i mean i just love anything that you can stank face to of course i mean anything you can to. yeah yeah absolutely.
1: and yeah this song's i think honestly this song for me it's good i like it a lot um and yeah i i don't think i have anything more really to
0: say like it's, it's, it's it's a great song i i find it to be a good song but it's a good like um in passing song i agree i'm probably not I, i'll listen to it when it comes on but mm-hmm. i'm probably not going to go in and choose shits better as the one that i'm I'm like hey pull that up let's play that song yeah it's a great song mo- for me in passing so yeah. i call it a mid
1: so yeah i agree i think i'll 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 give it a i'll give it a mid as well i yeah. think it's it's good it's it's what we've been hearing up to this point you right. know what i mean exactly and um yeah it's it's not that this is better or worse by any means it just kind of falls by the wayside to me so that's where i'm gonna leave this um yeah, absolutely so yeah this one's a hit next one uh is sick dog
0: this one is probably the most unique one out of all of them
1: i will give you that uh, i basically what i put here is i've been saying it a lot but literally if suicide saw, uh, suicide boys met a deathcore band that's yeah. what this song is yeah um However, I do gotta say, I feel like a lot of this song, and it could be because I haven't spent enough time with it, just kind of falls a little flat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not like I say it's not bad by any means sure. whatsoever. Um, and I do really rock the breakdown at the end. I oh think yeah, that's super fucking cool. The vocals are absolutely filthy. The glitchy like vocal production. Oh shit yeah, and is they're cool. and they're
0: using like the hospital like heart monitor beeping and yep. stuff it, it, like. Uh, rhythmically in the mm-hmm. in the uh, breakdown and everything it, this one is definitely the, probably in my in my opinion this one sounds the most industrial i agree. Sound, like yep. sounding out of all of them yeah and this one yeah it, as far as like um the the kind of the flow of it it definitely seems like it's a little bit more kind of flatlined i guess not which like... is so
1: weird to say because like it's it's because it, it is really straightforward, but that almost makes it feel disjointed in context of the rest of what we're hearing. You know right. what I mean? Because like we were saying earlier, it's it's all over the place. You know what I right. mean? And this one's kind of not quite one note all the way right. through. But I see what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's like,
0: like in, there, there's no peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess you could say the fact like with, with the whole idea of the song. I mean, it sounds like it's written in the perspective of someone Maybe um himself who who just felt who was like so sick yes and they're just you know uh they have no quality of life and it's just begging for death. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's multiple times in the song where he's just like my wish is to die, blow the fuse off, this mm-hmm. power supply, pull the plug, and all that stuff. And so I don't. I mean, I guess you could say that with that being said, maybe it doesn't go to like the peaks and valleys where it like gets, re- like it's not as dynamic in the mm-hmm. sense of like where it gets really fast and then goes like kind of lower if they're kind of yeah. keeping it at that flat line in the sense of like you're waiting to die. So they just kind of kept it in the same kind of yeah. shit throughout. Um, I guess, I mean, I don't know if that's a stretch. Thinking no, I don't like think that, it but... could be.
1: I mean, musicians are very like, at least a lot of them, especially in the metal and you know rock community, I feel like they're all very again imaginative i feel like it could be something like that where this song is supposed to represent like a flat line you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah and uh yeah so i think yeah with with all that being said i i feel like this could be something that i just maybe need to spend more time with but
0: it took a couple listens for me to actually like listening to it um it you know because it's so it is so different it Mm. is so much more unique than the other ones and uh, i remember reading um an article with an interview where they were actually talking about when they released this song they mm-hmm. were kind of nervous course yeah. about what people were going to think about it because yeah. it is it's not straight deathcore of course yeah. it's it's you know, it's got a lot more different influences with it and it's a completely different feel yeah. as the rest of them and so i know that they were kind of not sure if people were gonna like it yeah or whatever which
1: i mean makes sense you know like from my understanding the majority or i won't say a majority i'll say a lot of the deathcore community can be pretty i mean I, this is the same thing with metalcore i guess just metal fans in general can be yeah. pretty snobby oh yeah like genre-wise. the gatekeepers exactly and stuff. Yeah. yeah you know like the gatekeepers of our genres can be very much like it needs to be exactly like this or i don't want to fucking listen to it so i understand oh, yeah. the nerves But I think it's good, like, regardless of however I feel about this song, this is kind of the idea behind the whole podcast here is I would I would hear music reviewers basically like if you don't like a song, that's cool, whatever. You know what I mean? But to shit on a song that you don't like and to shit on people that enjoy it just because of your lack of enjoyment of the specific song Mm -hmm. rubs me the wrong way. So that's that's kind of my whole thing here is even if I don't like a song. I don't ever want to give the impression that it's like it's bad or like it's unlistenable. Like it's it is what it is. It's just not my particular cup of tea for whatever this is. You well, know?
0: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who end up, you know, they, they get mixed up between about something being actually bad quality yes. and something being just different. Exactly. And it's like, you know, it's like, hey, I don't like it, but I respect that in the, s- the current style that it's in it's good for the style that it is exactly but people don't say that they just say oh it fucking sucks. no of course
1: yeah it's it's never that you know what i mean and it's very demeaning like it can be very demeaning being like i can imagine a fan of let's just say this is their favorite song ever you know what i mean right yeah. here we could have taken this a completely different route that person would have been so fucking like a like could have been rather not would have been i don't feel like i have that much of a in <laughs> people's lives but you know what i mean like could have been very upset or like you know like oh damn like maybe this song does suck maybe i'm in the wrong i don't want to do that to people i've I've had that happen to me enough sure so i guess what i'll say about this song is there are parts that i like there are parts that i just don't quite i feel like i just don't understand is the correct way to put it absolutely you know what i mean so yeah i think uh but what i will say my favorite lyrics to this it kind of ties into what you're saying about the whole wishing to die uh leave my body to the insects let me plunder fill my veins, put this sick dog under. I think that's a really cool way for this song to end like Absolutely. it does. And yeah, so I guess where I would, do you have anything else you want to say? No, about I don't think song? so.
0: I think I'm all good.
1: So basically what I'll say is for me, this song is a mid, unfortunately. Yeah. Like it's one that I, I'm sure if I spend more time with, I could have a better opinion on, but sure. where it sits right now, just a mid for me.
0: For me, it started as a mid. Um, It is growing on me though. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of music and bands and vocalists that you know when they come in and change things up and stuff i mean there's plenty of times that i don't like the way that something is i mean funny thing i i w- used to be a huge fan of uh of white mm-hmm. and stuff i mean but i i will admit that when i first heard white and like those those deep guttural vocals mm-hmm. fucking hated them yeah but then i kept listening to it somehow you keep forcing yourself to listen to things something that you don't changes. like yeah there's something you're, you're it's almost like i really don't like this but I'm going to keep giving it a shot because there's something interesting about it. Exactly. And then you grow to love it. And then I just loved Whitechapel. That's how shit. I found some
1: of my favorite bands. Like starting out, I hated what I heard from Asking Alexandria way back sure. in the day. Didn't like it. Now, like after the same deal, just like, oh, I'll give it another shot. Give it another shot. Like, you know, all these people can't be wrong. Like I might as well give it another yeah. shot. And then eventually, yeah, like they're my favorite band now. I get the vibe. Like it's, it's, it really is. It could be one of these things that just takes some time absolutely you know? so, yeah, absolutely i i will I'll, I'll say yeah mid for me you said it's a, a hit
0: it, it's 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 a mid but it's 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 climbing a climbing mid it's a climbing mid yeah. because it's like i said it's still growing on me um i'll listen to it if it comes up on my on my spot on, on my apple music yeah and so yeah but yeah
1: fuck yeah so the this is it song. this is my favorite song. this is my favorite one too. by far the whole fucking ep which is funny like as lukewarm as i was to the last one this one just comes right back and grabbed me which is funny the first few times i listened to it i didn't enjoy it all that much and then yeah. i heard it like really heard it and i was like god damn like that is yep. undeniably good the intro is so fucking cool to this oh and song. this is this is boy
0: by the yeah, way <laughs> boy. sorry yeah but yeah i don't yeah. know if we said that but yet yeah. Yeah, but like the I love the whammy effects, and like in the oh. it's like the the theme, like the the theme in the guitars. the yeah. I was gonna bring
1: that up because I didn't know if that was post production or guitars. Oh, so, that's, yeah.
0: Well, it, that is guitars, and I think they're using like a, like the whammy effect, like yeah. with the where the the pitch shifter, mm-hmm. and so they're using that with it um, and everything. And I've actually seen them play it live, mm-hmm. but they also have everything to a uh, a sampler. And so they have all their shit running through either Axe Effects or mm-hmm. Kempers. Yeah. And they have the effects programmed in triggered by MIDI. So they're literally just sitting there playing and all the other like stomp boxes and shit are no longer yep. in front of them. It's all happening behind I'm going to tell you
1: right now being in a band that does that it is so handy. <laughs> it is so handy. The only person that has a pedal board is Jacob and everybody else is just like it just like we have a song that's in drop B and we have a, a tune shifter or a pitch or whatever the fuck it is that drops us down to drop B as soon as that song starts yeah. like all the different, you know, like if a guitar needs to go to a clean reverby effect, it's on its own. That is so nice. Absolutely, it's so handy.
0: It's super handy. It makes it so nice to worry. You can literally just focus on the performance. Yep. You don't have to worry about fucking with your amp or which fucking I think with is that stuff. A
1: lot of people shit on it. You know <sighs> what I mean? I like yeah. the again gatekeepers. <laughs> like it's it's people that are like, no man, you should have like fucking forty pedals on the floor and know which ones what. <laughs> it's yeah, just like it's,
0: you know, and there's and there's all these people that that will be like, I. hate. Hate all music that can't be played live, and it's just like, go kick rocks,
1: but yeah, no kidding, dude. Like a, it's it's not going away. Like yeah, leave it alone. Yeah. B and B, it gives a better show. You know what I mean? Like it's it's cool. Like I, while I understand and I respect, and I even enjoy a lot of bands from like you know, like let's say bef- before the the digital era, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. But like, there's something really cool about like hearing all of this post production, this being able to put on albums, all these different effects. And like you got to see these dudes playing these songs, and they're not, you know, like they're they're in it the whole time. You don't have to watch them yeah. step back and do this, which it's not that big of a hindrance, but it's it it keeps it going, it keeps it moving, and it brings a whole new level to live shows that I feel like all of these people who are trashing on it are just kind of like they're just missing the point. It's exactly. about the show, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely, man. And yeah, and this. This is again, this is one of those songs that I'm trying to figure out exactly who it's about. Yeah, this one I don't think is a self, um, it is kind of more of a like a, a self criticism kind of thing because I, there's parts in it where it's like it, it almost makes me think like he's talking about his mother. Like, I mean, I wouldn't like, I mean, you know, you'll remember that I was just a boy, and yeah. there's another part, um. It's like a mother or a guardian. I don't yeah. know what it is, but it's like, you know, there's a part in it where he says, I hope your daughter feels the sadness when she looks you in the in your eye. And when you feel like it's done, like your demons have gone, you'll hear the screams of our stillborn son. And and it's like, OK, so I I also nerd uh, nerd me looked it up. He's never been married. I don't mm. think he's I don't think he's been engaged. Okay. So it has to be a girlfriend, which but then the same time, I don't think I've ever referred to my girlfriend as like my like a daughter to my my mom mm-hmm. yet. You know, yeah. but and that would you only that would happen if you're really fucking close with them. Yeah. But this doesn't sound like the case.
1: I'm like I part of me because of how heavy the lyrics are in this song, yeah. like I hope to God that it's not about himself. Cause that like yep that would be at least what I'm gathering from the lyrics here, it could be one of two things. Like where my mind goes if this is about himself, it's like the way that I picture this is a drug addict. Dealing with his mistakes, right, or something like that. You know what I mean. And that's so good,
0: that's that's another way to think about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's sure.
1: another thing that I love about metal music that I just want to say real quick is that like these songs can be so specific to the person that mm-hmm. wrote it, but it can mean one of a million fucking things to anybody out there no, in the world.
0: Absolutely, that that's the best way that people can relate to music is like I mean, who the who, to a point, it's like who the fuck cares what it really means mm-hmm. as long as like if you interpret it a certain way and it and it like hits somewhere for Mm -hmm. you then it's like that's that's the whole meaning for it
1: that's my whole whole philosophy dude is if it means something to you then it's that's you know that's all that matters so yeah but yeah this this song man like fuck dude like the lyrics in this song got me i i was literally sitting here reading them over again before you got here and Mm -hmm. just like
0: it gives me goosebumps i got fucking goosebumps right now thinking about the song because it's it's it's
1: so good fucking dark too dude like yeah it's it's a heavy song it's dark i gotta wonder like my my instinct again tells me that this is based towards somebody else,
0: right? And it's like you know, it's it's talking about. I feel like it's kind of you know talking about not only someone who is a bad influence of um, influence to them, which again, I I got I gotta think it's gotta be about his mom or of course, something. Something, but and then it's also kind of talking about the kind of people who are so sick that they they use it as a crutch to no longer take responsibility for. Yeah their actions i mean i mean one of the lines was like uh in kind of the break where it kind of went into like everything kind of stopped Mm -hmm. again and then he said they said his cold body was found with his blue lips laying in the piss on the ground you can blame everything on a mental disorder but you know deep down that this was fucking murder yeah so it's like shit it's like yeah someone killed someone but it's like oh i i'm 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 yeah i've got problems yeah, so, that's, so that's, that's why it happened yeah
1: it's not my fault type yeah of deal. exactly it's the passing of the responsibility yeah which yeah. i think that's a fair point i like i i don't know what else to say about this song other than like if, if there's if there's one song that you go to listen to from this ep i would highly recommend it be this one and really pay attention to the lyrics pay attention to everything obviously the song's fucking killer but mm. lyrically this song goes places like it's Yeah, it's it's it tells a story. It does, and it's a tough story to hear. Fuck
0: yeah! Yeah. I mean, I remember reading the lyrics for the first time, and it's like, my god. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's what I love about the song the most out of all of them is that, like I said, it tells a story, but Mm -hmm. in the sense of like you can feel it, you can feel the song in motion, Mm -hmm. and it's like it it goes it goes places. Yeah, and so it doesn't seem like it doesn't feel like just one of those like cookie cutter kind of tracks. That's why. I also love that it doesn't stick to the normal formula, that it's kind of telling it is is telling a story.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I agree. This is this is another one of those songs where like something really stood out to me. And that's uh, the vocal production on the rapping. This is like oh. you have been doing it the whole time, I feel like. But this is where I really like it hit me for the first time. The I don't know what it is, what it's called, but it sounds so Interesting,
0: like it's, oh, you mean like this gold body?
1: Yeah. Found. yeah, it's like it's mixed with a couple different. Like I'm assuming a different levels of him doing this part, right. and it's it's so crazy. Sounding. Do you know what it kind
0: of reminds me of? It, and this this might sound so fucking dumb, but uh, kind of the the like kind of the super low voice that he does, and like the rapping part, yeah. And yeah, stuff, yeah it reminds me of almost like what David Draymond did in like in a, you're right in disturbed. Yeah. In the, in like down with the sickness. Yeah.
1: Beginning. Yeah, no, I totally hear that.
0: Like, and it's like, Oh, that almost makes me think of shit like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, it's, it's a, it's a fucking incredible song from beginning to end. It it hits so hard. The ending is perfect. I do
1: think so too. I really like all of the, uh, like the, the glitchy effects or is that the, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong song here yeah i'm thinking of the wrong song sorry but the ending of this song i agree um yeah i think this is the standout track the ending like by the time it's over i feel like i just got the shit kicked out of me i'm like yeah i'm just
0: like i i hope to fucking god they come to uh spokane that'd be so cool dude if they went to seattle i will drive my ass six hours over to seattle a place that i don't i rarely ever want to go to mm-hmm. I, I i don't like seattle because i don't like rain yeah it's it just always feels so gloomy there yeah but it's... i mean it'd be the perfect place to see a band <laughs> like this <laughs> absolutely man but yeah so yeah i'll give this one a fucking hit yeah 100%. i agree
1: i agree 100 man i uh i gotta say my favorite lyrics here there's three different sets that i had because i couldn't pick one yeah uh you bathe in bullshit i drown in disgust 15 years later bitch you still make me sick and uh, and when you feel like it's done, like your demons have gone, you'll still hear the screams of your, our stillborn son. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, this is my favorite hit. Off yeah, this absolutely. Album. Yeah. Like
0: so, so many, so much good imagery yep. in, in the, in the tracks for sure. Unrelenting,
1: unrelenting song. So this last one now, chemo is what it's called or ch- yes. is it chemo?
0: You know, I don't know if it's chemo or chemo. It's it. Um, I, I really don't know. But it's not chemo like chemotherapy. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's K-I-M-O. K-I-M-O. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but where sick dog fell flat for me this like i wish it was a little bit more like this song right i really like this version of that type of song a little bit more i think for the reasons we were discussing like it's there's way more peaks in that there's more stuff going on sure. here i think that really grabbed me on the first listen <clears throat> so yeah this this one i um it's i it's really where i feel like the fusion of genres comes through in at least what I would consider the perfect way for me as a right. listener,
0: absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and this one for me, this one also sent on, seems to be a song. Like I, this is another one that I don't think is. Um, it's not a self hatred kind of song. I don't. This think so. one. This one sounds more like it is. I mean, I don't know what you. I don't know what you think about it, but I thought uh, this is about fucking religion. Yeah, and it's about, um, in the sense of like, I mean, the first lines mind controlling i find a hole in everything you claim to believe in you thought that i was the type to shut up my mouth and do what you say it's
1: it's funny that's exactly what i thought really being a kid that grew up in like a like a like kind of was not forced per se but like exposed to religion and it was assumed that this is the way that i would do things for my life and kind of stepping away from that and kind of seeing you know my faults with it that kind of led me to step back from any sort of a church or religion or anything sure that's exactly the vibe I get right. from right and
0: i don't know if you if you're like trying to not talk religion or anything oh i don't care at all whatever. no no so, yeah, I, but... my
1: thing that i try to do about whatever we talk about we've talked i'm pretty sure we've talked about certain things yeah about this before, yeah absolutely is it's just about respect you know what yeah, i mean absolutely. like i've said it before like um i i take faults with people who use religion to persecute I don't take faults with people who have a faith and they believe Mm -hmm. in. That's their business. That's their life. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's that's it. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And and what I kind of got from this song is is not just religion in in like a a blanket kind of statement. Of course. I see this is more so like what I interpreted the lyrics to be is about the kinds of people who use religion to prey on the weak. Exactly. And be able to basically prey on their their wallets. Yeah. Because I mean. The thing is, like, yes, there are there are definitely there are good people who are running churches. There mm. are good churches, of but, course, but no one can say that there are not churches out there that are there to make a profit. I agree, because I mean, I mean, you see some of these like mega churches. They've got hundred like tens of thousands of people there, which they. I mean, when you're a pastor and you're making and you're living in a multi-million dollar mansion with um w- like a like a watch collection car collections uh-huh. you should not be fucking making that much money uh-uh. off of tithes and offerings exactly. which which is 10 percent normally of of your what do you call them uh members or congregation or whatever congregation the yeah so the congregation they they give out their they're 10% of their, their incomes. So if you're in a mega church and you get some like rich ass people to go to your church. Which I'm
1: sure in those areas that's where they put them in the rich areas. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's like and it's like, you know, and they 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 give out their 10% because it's almost like out of guilt. Like yeah. you need to do this in order to be able to be right with whatever. And it's like, but then they're they're fucking going and buying shit that they I mean, I feel like I mean, I've always thought that pastors need to have a cap on income. I agree. Because the rest of it needs to go to People uh, in need. Uh, people in need. Exactly. Um, I mean, because they 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 tout all that shit is supposed to go towards the church, um, to to re um build things, to um um add on additions. You know, uh, you know, put together uh, uh schools and classrooms for kids who can't afford mm-hmm. other stuff. Can't kids camps and also, but doing things like taking it to um uh, third world countries mm-hmm. and being able to um give back in a sense of like you know when they build schools or build um all that stuff. But yeah. it's like. That's what I feel like it's supposed to go to. It's supposed to be more like donation type of thing. Exactly. But I don't know I, when it goes back, when it goes back into like, that's my income. I may I'm worth, you know, a hundred million dollars because mm-hmm. I'm a pastor of a church like yeah. that. I feel like that's just so fucking wrong. It's
1: shady. It's, it's disgusting to me to profit off of people's faith and people's yeah. devotion to a God. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, And it's just as like, while that's the same thing, it's kind of what you were saying too. Like it's it's also sick to use God to prey on those people
0: oh yeah absolutely you know or, I mean? or, or did, anybody and, and also the fact that i mean every every bit of money that they make other than the fact of like you know paying for you know uh property taxes or mm-hmm. any of that shit for like the actual church itself but like I, I don't it's, even it's know all, if
1: they do because i don't think you can tax churches and well any way. i mean i know
0: that they're they're tax free yeah but i feel but i mean when you're still owning like a property i, I feel w- like you still have to pay something probably i, hoped so, if I like would hope so i would think least, that you're paying yeah. like property taxes yeah but I mean, but yeah, they're tax free. And so it's like you're getting all this money coming in and you're paying the people that, you know, work for the church. But mm-hmm. then but I mean, I mean, I, I, I just I, I feel like there is there's got to be so many of those that are just shady, which mm-hmm. I think it was great that this dude is shit. Sorry, I just, <laughs> I just kicked the microphone. It's all good, bro. Keep going, <laughs> But uh, keep going. but yeah, so it's like, you know. Um, he's calling out the kinds of people that do that shit. I, I think it's more of a blanket statement of those kinds of people. I agree. And and they're and they're they're preying on people and guilt tripping them into giving, and that that's what they want to do. And they're they're preying on the kinds of people that um need to have someone to tell them how to live their lives mm. to end up being better, of course, and everything. And so that's and I just I've always hated shit like that. I agree. It's You know, and it's I mean, there's I mean, you have to be able to people people have to be able to you know be able to you know live for themselves be able to you know take uh and, and to take sorry i'm i'm sometimes i i can't think of the fucking words you're all no i'm enjoying but the yeah conversation. it's just you know people need to be able to to take credit for their own shit you know mm-hmm. it's like you know like if you got a job you worked hard for it you worked for that job that's mm-hmm. that's you bud like you did a great fucking job um and it's in just like things like that people mm-hmm. i feel like people need more to be able to take um to be able to take credit for the things that they've done and, exactly. not, and not just being like oh you know thank god that I, that that i got this and it's, it's like, like
1: it's self-confidence a little bit absolutely. you know what i mean it's it's being proud of the things that you've achieved which is right. my philosophy you know what yeah I mean? absolutely I, it it confuses me honestly how <laughs> this is gonna sound possibly super rude but just hear me out a, a nation as like I'm specifically speaking about the United States being as I've lived here my entire life and that's it. But a nation as narcissistic as we can be Mm -hmm. is so quick to give their, like to give credit to a God instead of to themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just, it doesn't make sense, but I think there's a happy median in there where you, you know, like again, have your faith. I I applaud you for it. Whatever works for you works for you. I'm not demeaning you, but like have some, like be proud of yourself for doing these things too. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, you're the one that got up off your ass and did something, or you're the one that's working towards something. You yeah, know? absolutely. Be proud of yourself for that too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and of course, you know, if if people have some sort of solace and they have some sort of peace, mm-hmm. believing in something, then all power more power to you. I, I, but I, but absolutely don't, you know, I uh, that's cool, but don't make other people feel like they're pieces of shit of course or or that they're doing something wrong for not believing in your shit i agree yeah 100% 100% absolutely agree.
1: and i think that's kind of at the heart of the message of this song you know what i mean it's about or at least that's the way that i see it i uh yeah i just i i believe that i gotta believe that that's what this is about now yeah like, ab-
0: absolutely and i and you know that's i mean i i would love to actually know i'd like i'd like to hear you know uh aaron matt's talk about these songs yeah and be able to you know i wonder i wonder if any time if he's ever gonna chat about like what they're about and stuff yeah. but i mean i mean obviously you know there's there's parts in the track where he's talking about um uh, what was the what was the line there was something something about um it's it's like sounds like the dude like he was getting called out it's like calling it, it was like you say that it's my fault blame it all on me or something mm-hmm. i can't remember exactly what the lyrics were but it's like um but yeah it's like you know It's it's like my like blaming it on him if things didn't work out or whatever. It's like you know I don't know if I'm making any fucking sense. No, I think you are. I'm trying to
1: find the lyrics that you're referring to right now because I know that I've heard it in this. But while while we're looking while you're looking for that, I'll say too there are certain parts in the song that really stand out for me. And one of them is um, the I could have got you when I had the fucking chance. I I should have got you when I had or I should have yeah should have got you when I had the fucking chance. The way that he performs that. Fucking gave me chills the first time I heard it. Right,
0: I fucking love that, dude. So good, but yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a great song all around. Um, I mean, I I definitely like Chemo better than Sick Dog. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah, I, I I mean, I would almost put this one as my uh, I guess my third.
1: Yeah, I would my put third. this as my third too. Yeah. I think so. My favorite, like my favorite part of this song, I gotta get this out is cut off the cancer two-faced clown monumental disaster i'll be praying you'll be found where the pigs are grazing i fucking love it it's good man so yeah now now that we've reached the end of this ep yep what i do is i ask another question which i don't know if i've actually done this in a long time i like i make these rules for my podcast and i'll be your first yeah Ah. so uh where or first what would you rank this on a scale of one to ten for you
0: you know what, man, it's I'm gonna give it a fucking ten. You're gonna give I it mean, a ten? I'm gonna give it a ten. This is this has become my favorite band of all yeah. time. I mean, I've I've had a lot of favorite bands in, in time in very, very different styles too. Yeah. I mean, like one time my band my favorite band was Kill Switch Engage. Oh, I love and that. then it was uh Blink one eighty two. And then it was Kill Switch Engage again. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like bounces. It just kinda bounces, yeah. but like I mean, I've also been on a heavy high, Mm -hmm. hardcore for like the last seven years. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I I would say I give this one a a 10 out of 10. For
1: sure. I think the only thing that's really knocking this away from a 10 for me (coughs) is uh, is Sick Dog, where it stands right now. I could change my mind in the future, but I think I'll give this a nine. You know what I mean? It's something that I like, even at first, I wasn't expecting listening to it that I was going to like it as much as I ended up liking it. So like, right. And you know, one song, I'm not going to knock it down because I didn't like one song super hard. So I would say, yeah, nine out of 10 for this one. And then the other question that I ask is where would you, like, would you put this in your top three albums? I don't even know if they have three albums to be honest with you
0: um well so there's the there's this one of the down downer part one they got downer part two and i think that just became downer as the full length album all right well so, then we're
1: gonna go just two okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, would you put it in your top one? okay would you make fuck it would you make this your number one choice for something to listen to from them yeah absolutely yeah, yeah cool.
0: absolutely and it's and it's based off of boy mm-hmm. and die as a pam i agree and, and like those those two and that's and like even though that I gave Exit Bag a mid, mm-hmm. um, to a like a, a like kind of an in between, and I gave Sick Dog kind of a like a, a climbing mid, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because boy and Die as a Pam are so fucking good it, that just lifts the album.
1: Floor I agree, I hundred yeah, percent agree with you,
0: absolutely. And so yeah, I mean, I would I, I mean, it it's been on repeat for me. Mm-hmm. I've listened. I mean, if I if I go into my car, chances are it's gonna automatically come up as 1056 yeah and so they, they've definitely been one of my favorite bands uh, that's uh that i've been listening to recently well fuck yeah dude hell yeah dude this has been a lot of fun man Thank yeah you for absolutely on. thanks so much for for having me a part of this i'm glad to be a part of a podcast again yeah of i course, miss it dude. i miss chatting yeah. with people i mean i like to talk yeah so i mean this is a great environment for me no
1: yeah no it's honestly i know you were i think this was a great episode man like it's really yeah. nice to get to sit down and talk with you about something at length, I don't know if we've actually like sat down and done this before. So. No,
0: I don't think so. I think uh I think every other time that I've I've seen you in person, it's been with the other dudes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I don't think we, yeah, I don't think we've ever gotten to just kind of bro out on on just music shit just the two of us. So no yeah. No joke, yeah. I'm so fucking glad to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me here. Of
1: course, dude. Yeah, we'll have to do part 2 sometime.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'll Fuck pick up. I'll pick some other Heavy ass shit that you yeah. will, will never listen to Otherwise <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that's totally Fair too but yeah. hell yeah sick dude Well yeah this has been the what's that noise podcast Thank you guys so much bye bye That's all we can't afford and that's the show Ladies and gentlemen thank you so much everybody for Continuing to listen and You know really Give this podcast a shot I do really appreciate It I hope you guys enjoyed this episode And I Don't know how to end this podcast Correctly ever <laughs> but Anyway, yeah, I'll uh, I'll see you guys next week. My buddy Jacob is back, and we are doing the album Finding God Before God Finds Me by Bad Omen. So, yeah, can't wait to discuss that one with him, and can't wait to get it out to you guys. Thank you so much again, and good fucking bye.